forgot that I was like live for about like 30 seconds there. So I was just sitting there not talking. <laughs> and uh, so Harms was like, Adam, what is happening? <laughs> I was just like live. Oh, wow. I can put, I totally forgot about that. Wow. That's hilarious. Hey, uh, when, when we were off, I just checked though. Josh Luber just followed me. I don't know if it's Luber or Luber. Oh, let's go. That's huge. Yeah, that's dope. That's sick. I think I made TikTok mad because I posted a video of the National Treasures cards and then I realized there was something wrong with like the, the coloring of the photo so, or the coloring of the image. So I copied, I went to my browser and copied and pasted the, um, the caption and then I posted the same video and I just posted it with the same caption. Like, and I posted that before in the last live and it has zero views. So I think I, uh, I just deleted it and I'm going to repost it tomorrow or something. But uh sometimes I, I, that's the first time that's ever happened to the video post it's just gotten zero views in like an hour that it's been up so um, it really got zero in an hour well i think i don't know i think i may have triggered like a sometimes tiktok does that where like if you repost a video with the same caption it like uh -huh. doesn't register that it's a new video so it doesn't start showing it i guess whatever i don't i don't know but regardless basically um so I don't know if Mike is in here because he was the one that had the question about – oops, I keep doing that. I keep switching around. There he is. Can't see if the post is – yeah. I think well, he's in. Well, so no, what happened was I it, – it was getting views before. Like I had like 10 views, and I realized the uh, the visual – whatever. It doesn't matter. It does, I'm just going to fix I'm going to fix it later. But – uh. But so with so I think Mike had the question about soccer. So this will kind of just be, I don't know if we'll just talk about soccer on this one, but like we can get into some stuff. I mean, so are, where where are you at in terms of like how much how deep are you into like following soccer? Well, I think you, I think with Mike, um, I think the all he gets it from the Discord, right? Yeah, pretty much. And then I think, from what I'm seeing, Mike, I think you're going for Mbappe, um, World Cup cards. And then, um, I don't know if you bought that Holland card. I haven't bought, I haven't bought any Holland cards yet, because I'm, so, I, um, so I thought that, uh, Bundes, so there's a Bundesliga, which is the league that he plays in, so he plays for Dortmund, and Dortmund's in the Bundesliga, and there was a product that I thought was coming out in February that I thought he may be in, but I guess he I, – I, I think I might have said this before, but the, the product was actually coming out in May, and I thought it was coming out in February. So if it's coming out in May, I'd say there's a 100% – no, I'd say there's a 95% chance he'll be in that one that's coming out in May. But, like, the Champions League one, I don't know if he'll be – I think he should be in that one, but I just don't know – I got to look at the checklist from last year and see if they included the teams in the round of 32 or if they just included the teams from the round of 16. Yeah, I mean, to answer your question, Mike, I think you already know this from, from the Discord and all this stuff. Like, soccer is, like, the reason we're high on soccer is just because you can get these, like, super players for really, really good prices compared to basketball and stuff. Yeah. Um, and you just see the demand, yeah, the demand I mean, for sports cards going up, and for a sport that's as global as soccer, and it's literally like the most popular sport in the world to have these like cards for dirt cheap, basically. It just it doesn't seem sustainable for for 
for that much longer, especially when we're going to be having these world, like the World Cup in 2026 in the U.S. from like right. a macro standpoint, that's going to be huge. But even if you're looking at it from like week to week, you see the, the jumps we're seeing in soccer cards. So, I mean, like you could, you could think about it both ways, like just the rise that we're seeing, you know, month to month, or you, if you can really look at it long term and for like that 2026 World Cup, that's going to be in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think right now we're seeing Mbappe is like the one guy that's kind of taking over the card market in general. But like, I haven't seen as much growth in other locations, but that's maybe because I haven't been looking. But like with messy cards, like messy the, is another one. Yeah. Like I, with all those like legend guys, like Ronaldo, we're seeing, I, I, I mean, I'm seeing cause I'm buying some of those guys, like jumps. I think with, I think what's going to be interesting is like those guys that are maybe superstar guys to like people in Europe. Yeah. Is that really going to translate like over to the U S I think that's, uh, that's going to be, that's an interesting topic. Right. And, I mean, I think it will eventually happen, but I don't know if it'll happen like within, you know, a couple months. I think that's something that's going to de have developed a little bit longer. Um, but again, if you're looking at it from like a macro standpoint, I think soccer in general is just underpriced. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, if you're comparing, like basically I'd say the best comparison right now is like LeBron and Ronaldo slash Messi, but I'm just going to compare LeBron and Ronaldo. Like LeBron has like probably 45 million Instagram followers. Messi has, I mean, Ronaldo has 200 million. And if you look at their cards specifically, like there is like way less Ronaldo PSA 10s than there are LeBron's. And, like, they're essentially the same price. So, like, that's another thing where I'm looking at it. It's, like, it doesn't make much yeah. sense to me that, like, the Ronaldo – like, it doesn't make sense that Ronaldo has 4X the amount of Instagram followers that LeBron has. And I'm using I, – I consider that a big deal because, like, that's just – that. and I, it's funny. I think Gary Vee was talking about that on a, his podcast or something today. He was saying that, like, uh, there's real life and there's the internet life, but like soon internet life is going to become real life. Like, and it is basically right now where like, and like the older generation doesn't realize that like the internet is where life is being lived. So like the fact that Ronaldo has four X Instagram followers that LeBron has, like that matters. And I, I hundred percent agree. And then if you're looking at it from a number standpoint in terms of cards, there's no overproduction in soccer cards, especially in vintage, like Ronaldo and Messi. Oh yeah. Like they're they're you know, like the Barca Messi card, it only has like I don't know, I forgot the number, but like a hundred PSA tens out there. Like that's crazy. Like And I think it's crazy. it's similar with Ronaldo, right? Yeah, it's similar with Ronaldo too. So like to have like just limited supplies of those cards and to see where the price point is at is just right now it's just crazy. Um the other thing I think with the production of that card is like the products that they were produced in weren't American products. Like they were like the mega cracks is like a European product. So like, and I don't know if it's specifically in Spain or if it's only in Europe or how exactly it works there, but like the product itself is only produced. It's not produced in America. So like, I think that's another reason why, um, that's another reason why you look at those cards. I look at the cards and I say they're undervalued compared to like American products. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we've talked about it this so much, but yeah, like 
it's just crazy. Like you're, you're, you have low population reports and the prices are where they're at. It just, it doesn't seem, it just doesn't seem right or sustainable. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think like, I don't know when it'll happen, but like, I feel like the market itself is going to do something similar to what Mbappe is doing right now, where it's like, it's, it's gone from the PSA 10 base have gone from 40 to 200, like in the course of like a month, basically. And I could see that percentage and that quickly happening with like the rest of the market. And I also think yeah. that the other thing is like basketball, I think is also going to do this too, like where I've been getting a lot of questions of like, who should I buy in basketball? And realistically, anybody, like, I think we're going to see like the market itself grow more. And same with soccer. I think anybody you want to buy, but like the thing with soccer is like, you can buy the best players for ridiculously cheap. So it's like, there's no point in not buying like Mbappe or Ronaldo or Messi, or like in, in my case, I was buying some Neymar cards over the summer. Like Neymar is another example. Um, but, like, there's no point in not buying, like, the top players because of the pricing of them. Yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. And there's, like, if you just look on eBay, like, you could find Messi cards out there um, that aren't, like, the, you know, like $8,000, like, whatever. Right. Like, true rookie. Like, there's yeah. other variations. Like, um, the, like the one with him in, like, his jersey. I like that one, too. Yeah. And those – and, like, man, those are – Basically, everything soccer is a good price, especially for superstar guys and Hall of Fame guys. Like, I don't know how other way to, another way to put it. Um, like, if you're looking, like, if like if you if you're like, oh, should I buy football cards or soccer cards right now? I would triple down on soccer. To be honest, yeah, yeah if I, agree. I was saying, if I, if you were saying like, oh, should I buy soccer, you know, or baseball? I would triple down on soccer. Yeah, if, if you said basketball or soccer i would go half and half yeah um, me too. other than that i'd say like soccer like like it's and if you don't know it just learn soccer like learn the players like learn that's what yeah i agree that's another thing i agree with i think soccer is more it's it's like when people say what should i buy i want to say soccer but like then i have to explain to them that like there's no just like what there's no like prism rookie or there's no like tops flagship rookie that it's like you have to look into the player and you have to figure it out for yourself, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why like with basketball, there's prism and it's like, just, it's way easier. But like, I also think that's a reason why people are going to like soccer more, which I think I've mentioned that in the past. It's just like, it's, it's harder. And I think people are going to like the challenge of trying to figure that out. Yeah. Very true. Man. And like these, the like numbered soccer, like the soccer cards that I see that are like numbered, and their price point, I'm like, holy shit, like, this doesn't seem right. Right. It's just, like, it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. And, I mean, I had the the podcast I came out with. I'm going to try and use that more often. And I do want to get some more feedback on that specific one because I feel like I tried to cover, like, all the players that I like and then all the different products that go along with those players, which I didn't actually talk about the Ronaldo or Messi in there. So that's probably going to be a another one. But – like, I feel like, I feel like there's just such a, there's not as many options too, which I think is big. Um, Mike said, what do you think about, not sure if I'm wrong on his name, 16 year old Zane or something. My friend told me he's super talented. 
again, at that point, like you're projecting where the players, how the player is going to be for their career. So it's always a more of a gamble that way. Right. Um, um, but like, like you, it's always going to be a gamble investing in young players, whether it's soccer, basketball, football, it's always going to be the same that way. Um, so, I mean, I can't really, I don't really know who that is. And I can't really give you an opinion on oh, that. He plays for Barcelona. I think actually I know oh, okay. who that is. He, he has like crazy, like, uh, like crazy, not like dreadlocks, but like crazy curly hair. I know. I now that I'm thinking about, it, I know who that is, but yeah. Okay. So that person, I think what you're seeing with Barcelona is like, they are, their youth program is clearly incredible because they have uh, like produced, I mean, they produced Messi, they produced, they're producing Fati, who is 17 or 18, I think right now. And granted, he's another player that's kind of in that same range. But like the, the guy that Mike was talking about is another yeah. one of those young players that like, if he can get up to like the pro team and play with like Fati and Messi, I feel like that would be really good. Um, but like, I've heard some rumors that Messi might leave, but I don't, I don't know. I, I won't believe it until I see it. Because, uh, like, for Messi, like, what's the point of, of going somewhere else unless he's going to, like – like, I heard that he might go to um, my uh, Inter Miami, which would be, like – honestly, so I posted something on uh, – because David Beckham is the owner of Miami, the MLS team. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's a new team. And he, apparently he's reached out to, like, a bunch of, like – international superstars and like if that happened honestly that would be another thing that would be huge for the soccer market because like that's going to get people to follow the mls which is then going to get people to i mean in theory people then would be probably interested in in cards because they're going to be following soccer and they're going to want to get into more other other players at least i think that would happen and that, like just to give you an example like with spotsy like i like him like i've been buying him but yeah even that is a gamble to like some point i mean part like part of sports cards like really is gambling and yes. i think that's what's going to intrigue people a lot I right mean, most of what i do personally is i buy either superstar guys or like guys that are ready hall of famers yeah um, but i also have a side where i'm putting in like a little bit of money on like like lonzo and d'lo and trey when i did and those guys too because right i, I mean yeah good. exactly you know what i mean, I mean so, there's a, that's there's, like sort of sort of that's like the one of the fun aspects of like buying yeah. cards is like buying cards that are just like who like even if you lose 50 bucks it's like whatever i mean realistically it's just like it's it's the i don't know if it's i don't know if i'd call it like the rush or if i'd call it like the excitement of like well, buying a, like, a, like buying a random player and him like then going off for like 30 points or something like that it's people just getting that their gambling fix like i think that's what it is and like you can get it out of investing and investing or gambling in young players. Um, like I'll give you an example. Like over the summer, I was buying Shea, I yeah. was buying Bonzo, I was buying. I wouldn't really say that Luca or Trey was like a gamble, but I was buying a lot of them as well. Yeah, um, I was buying D'Lo. You know, those were the guys that I was buying. Right. And, um, like I was basically using the knowledge that I had with basketball and applying it to sports cards. Right. Um, but a lot of that is gambling. Um, but again, I was also buying LeBron. I was buying Kobe, you know, I was buying, you know, Kareem, like those types of guys right. as well. Um, so again, it's, it's a little bit of gambling, a little bit of investing all in one basically. Yeah. And I mean, like, I mean, it's the same thing. Like if you're, 
Like, see, the the thing with like basketball is like there's no cards really to buy until they make the NBA. So like at that point, they're part of a pool of like. I mean, there's 30 teams. There's 15 players roughly on each team. That's like, I'm not going to try and do the math here, but I'm just going to say it's roughly like 300 players. Uh, probably, I don't know, whatever. It's, it's, it's a pool of like 300 players that, that you're looking at it and you're saying, well, if he's in the top 100, like where does that rank him? And like you look at those, I don't know. So with the NBA, it's a little bit different like when you're buying because you're looking at – and then – worldwide those players are probably in the top 100 players worldwide but like with soccer like a player like Fati or a player like uh, the person Mike was talking about I don't know the person's name but like where do they rank in the world in soccer and there's just so many more soccer players and soccer teams that it's like if you're buying anybody in soccer it's going to be a gamble because you never know yeah 100% and that's why when I went into soccer like the first cards I was buying was basically Mbappe, Messi, and Ronaldo. Right. Because um, Mbappe already saw what he could do in the World Cup. Messi and Ronaldo are like all-time legends. So, um, I mean, I went f- for guys that I kind of knew that were going right. to be solid. Um, but again, like you could go buy, like a, if you really believe in that person's player, you could go buy up his cards. And if they do really good, you're going to make a ton of money. But it also, like you have to know that if they don't then you're going to be losing a little bit of money or quite yeah. a bit of depending on how much you invest in them. exactly yeah i mean it's the same it's not the same as like investing in businesses but like i mean it's similar but like obviously there's nuances and I, i'm not in the uh camp of people who it's not exactly the same and i understand that and i think but there but i also think that there is a there's a group of people in the sports card world that like think it's so different that it's like when you compare it, that like it can't even be compared. Yeah. I mean, I think it's comparable. It is. But I, and I I understand both sides of the argument. Like sure. There's are specific things about like buying stocks and companies that are different, but I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's, it's just, it's easier to call it that it's easier just to call it the way that it is. Yeah. Somebody said, what about Christian Pulisic? Yeah, that's a guy we're both high on as well. Pulisic. I'm huge on Pulisic. I love that guy. Yeah. Um, uh, if you're looking for his cards, 2016 Panini Select. That's like his first uh, – one of his first cards, and it has him in a USA uniform. That's the one that I, I bought two of those over the summer, and I'm, uh, I'm going to be excited to hold on to those for a little bit. Um, I just remember over – at the national, I was talking to Tyler, uh, uh, the guy who works for Gary and yeah, we, we he did. had like his section of the booth was like all soccer. And I was like, I was looking at the cards. I was like, wow, I've actually like never, I didn't even realize there was this much soccer like out there. So then, I, but he had like two stacks of Mbappe's. He had the new era card and he had the regular base card. And I was like, ask him about him. And he was just like, this is the guy like that. You, if you want to buy some soccer, this is the guy you need to look into. And I was like, Oh, like, this is and it had the, the twenty eighteen prism and I, that's where basically I started kind of like looking into him and then that's where I bought like a bunch on like Com C and then I bought like my first first ones from there and like that's basically just where it took off. Um, someone had a question: Do we trade cards full time? I mean, yes and no. Uh, I'd say I do it outside of my full time job full-time as well but uh 
So kind of, but not really. Yeah, um, right now, for the last couple of months, that's what I've been doing. Um, but again, it's kind of a, gr it's a grind, but it's fun. So Justin had a question. He said, if you were to start today, what cards would you get or strategy would you use? So I would start, I mean, I think I, I would start with, um, start with one sport or like one product. Like I'd start with probably, I'd start learning Prism because I think it's, it's the most important American set. Um, cause like, like we've been talking about soccer, I think is good, but I think it's harder for people to understand. Like the, the soccer itself is harder to understand. So like the card market is also hard, but like, I feel like prism basketball is like probably, probably the most important set within the United States right now in terms of like any sport in any set. So that's where I'd start. Yeah. I mean, the best advice I'll give you is just, is Wait, what do you say? I would understand the market first. I've been saying this recently because, like, I think it's it, it's it's tough to understand prices of certain cards. So if you understand the market of the cards or of the card of card popular cards in general, I think that would help you out a lot. Um, yeah, because it's easy to buy a card. It it's easy to buy a card that you want, but like if you overpay, then it's tough to like make money off of it. Yeah, that I actually I hadn't thought of that, but that's because I mean I guess a good example is like when I first got back into cards, I was buying like random Bowman cards from Comp C, not realizing that like there are nuances of like first Bowmans and like Bowman Chromes versus Bowman Paper. So I spent like probably like twenty or thirty bucks just like buying random random Bowman cards and not even realizing that like these are not worth anything basically like. And I, didn't, and I didn't even realize it because like, I didn't know the, I didn't know the market. Like, and that's where if you had, if I had looked, I should have looked into it a little bit more. Like don't, don't spend, if you want to buy the card, make sure that you're at least using eBay comps and buying it at market value or below. Like don't, don't just buy the first card that you're seeing on eBay because like chances are it's going to be, you're going to overpay if you're, if you don't know the price. And then, like, eventually start to get over to your local trade shows and card shops and stuff like that, because that's also where a lot of the deals are at as well. Right, exactly. Yeah, and just, like, meeting other people, you'll learn a lot just from what they know. Yeah, definitely. Because then you'll – and also know that um, everybody – everybody has, like, a guy, basically. Like, everybody has, like, some unknown guy that they like that nobody else knows about that they think that they're – that is going to be like the next guy essentially. So like, don't just take someone's word at what, don't just take someone's word that they know that this guy is going to be the next LeBron or the next Mike Trout or the next anybody, because like realistically, they're realistically, they're not like, they're not going to be the next best player, but like chances are it's just, it's, I, I mean, I've got guys that I like that I talk about all the time. Like everybody has guys and that's just something to know. Yeah, that's facts. 100%. Um, Mike said, not sure if you know this card, but what do you think about the two messy 2004 UK traditions? don't really know. I can search it if you want. Yeah, I don't. 
I'm not sure. I know the two, 2003 is the year that I was looking into some of his cards, but, like, I feel like it's going to be similar uh, where, like, the second and third year cards will be – they'll have decent value, I would imagine. Oh, I think it's a sticker. Mm. Yeah, I think one thing with – also the thing with cards is like they can go up and down. And I think – but if you're – make sure you're just buying someone that you are interested in like actually following, not just because like – like if you like watching Zion play, like then you, you could then buy his card. But like if you don't like Zion and you're just buying his card just to buy it, like I wouldn't do that or like – and I don't – I wouldn't – like, I personally wouldn't buy any Yankees cards because I'm a Red Sox fan, and I don't particularly like the Yankees. So, like, I'm not buying Yankees cards because I think that there's money in it. Um, and I imagine it would be the same if you're, like, a soccer fan. If you like – if you like Real Madrid, you probably don't like Messi cards or vice versa, where if you like Messi, you probably don't like Ronaldo cards. So it's it's all just kind of – it's all relative to how you feel about the player and cards. Yeah, like – it took me a while to actually buy a LeBron card because Loki, I just don't like him. But I eventually did because he was on the Lakers, so. Right, exactly. Um, so I think I think we should end this one. Um, Sounds good. And then next week we'll figure out a day, whatever, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll figure it out uh, for next week, whichever day we're going to do it. Perfect. All right. Alrighty, guys. Thank Wait. you guys for tuning in. Yep. Thanks, everybody. See ya.